Hey everyone, welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I am Jonathan, your host. And here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. Today being Monday, you get the gear review, my personal opinion on items that I get to use, equipment uh, that I use on a regular basis, and that I've put through its paces, or sometimes first impressions before I go put it through its paces of different items uh, that I will use in the outdoors, around the house, um, with fitness, basically all the things that I talk about here on the podcast. So today, I am going to talk about, I've had quite a few people ask me about why I'm going to be swapping to Hoyt over Matthews this year uh, for my bow, and uh, I just, I've got a couple things I want to say about it. First and foremost, guys, before we get into the review, um, this isn't your typical bow review. I'm not in a bow shop. I don't have a fancy camera set up. I guess I could probably use my phone, Uh, but I wanted to give you my genuine thoughts outside of a bow shop, not looking at a bow because so many other people do that. So this is a little bit different. Also, uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, this will be a little bit more listener friendly um, than necessarily YouTube. Uh, only. So before we get into that, guys, uh, I wanted to give you a personal invite, of course, to the Redbeards Fit Crew and First Form Outdoors groups on Facebook. Both of those groups are great communities, especially as we wrap up 2022. You're looking at uh, fitness goals. Everyone you know, reviews their health, nutrition uh, at the end of the year as you're going into the new year. And we want to get you on track and a big way to be able to not just get on track because anyone can do that, but be consistent and hold that for the long term is to have a good community behind you. And so we want that for you. That's why we've created those groups uh, between Redbeard's Fit Crew and First Form Outdoors. Check out the links down below, guys, uh, so you don't have to go necessarily search them. You can just click it. Join the group. We'd love to have you. Okay. So before you do that, I just want to let you know why the community is so important. I've seen so many people. I've helped so many people. I've talked to so many people that seem to just, you think your willpower will carry you through your fitness goals. Very few people are able to do that. Very few people. So we're wanting to use the community of, again, Redbeard's Fit Crew and First Form Outdoors to find like-minded individuals like you. You might even find someone local that you can meet in person. Uh, we'll be doing get-togethers and events in the future as well in person. But having a community that you can relate to, everyone pretty much is on social media. If you're not on Facebook, again, I 100% agree with that decision and I appreciate that. And so shoot me an email in my link down below the email. I will get you the weekly call for Redbeard's Fit Crew and First Form Outdoors. You don't have to have Facebook to be in on those communities. I want you to be able to join the community, link up with people that are also trying to live the happier, healthier, more successful life that I always talk about and that we want for you guys. So definitely go check out those two groups. Now, Let's get into the gear review, okay? Uh, you, that's what you guys come here for on Mondays. Uh, again, I just do it a little bit different. Uh, I do it in a way that either I've put it through its paces, I let you know my personal opinions on different items and why I am going certain directions 
with the gear that I choose. This year, uh, I went into the bow shop and I shot, there were three bows that I shot that I was really interested in. The Elite Omnia, the Matthews Phase 4, and the Hoyt VTM 31. For me, so the, the Phase 4 would be a 29-inch axle-to-axle. The VTM is a 31-inch axle-to-axle. And I want to say the Omnia is either 31 or 32 inches. So they're, they're all within a couple inches of each other. Um, all of them shot very well. All of them did. And I narrowed it down to the same two that I've had to narrow it down to in the last couple years, which is Matthews and Hoyt. The reason I didn't necessarily like the Elite, uh, I didn't like the draw cycle, which is something that a lot of people will discuss and say you can get over that, which I, I agree. If you train with any bow long enough, you get used to that draw cycle. If you shoot long enough, if you have enough reps behind the bow, any draw cycle will either smooth out or you're used to when the hump happens in the draw, etc. So that is kind of minute for me. Um, but I, I also look at the aesthetics of the bow. And I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily talk about that because maybe uh, they don't want to. But I like to have a bow that I like the way it looks. I mean, it's as simple as that. You want a bow that looks good. Some bows just look goofy to me. Some risers don't appeal to me. They appeal to other people. Uh, sometimes the grips. So there's so many different things. I, I like to pick the color that I want and a riser that looks appealing to me. I'm not doing it to impress other people. I'm doing it for me because uh, I want to be impressed with it every time I pick it up. <clears throat> I want to be able to uh, basically be impressed. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, to, to want to shoot it, to want to hold it, to be proud of it in a way. So uh, it's just like with custom rifles and everything else. You want it to be the way that you want it personalized. So uh, the Elite just, I, there was a few things that just didn't cut it for me, but mainly the draw and uh, it just didn't feel good in my hands. Um, it settles in great. It shoots fast. I tested the speeds on it. It shot very well comparative to the others. Uh, it, it was great. If you like to tinker with the draw cycle, or I guess the draw length, it does, I want to say, quarter-inch adjustments rather than having to do half-inch adjustments like most bows. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you can do without a press on it. Uh, you can adjust. I want to say there's different increments. of. You can't. You're not just stuck with 80 or 85% let off. Um, there's a lot of things that are great about the elite. It just wasn't the bow for me. So I put that one down and then I was shooting between the, the Matthews and the Hoyt. So I will, I mean, you guys already know which one I decided, but I, I'm going to break down the Matthews first and then the Hoyt. So the Matthews phase four, uh, a lot of people I've heard, of course, this happens just about every year from what I've seen with bow companies. Look guys, I'm not an engineer, but I can only imagine it is extremely difficult to come out with some amazing new concept of a bow every single year. Making minor adjustments every single year to get it to its peak performance is something that is impressive in and of itself. So the people out there that are the keyboard, whatever, complainers, you want to call them, uh, it's fine if they want to sit there and complain, but 
But in all honesty, I feel like there were some minute adjustments that someone who shoots a bow on a regular basis would notice and care about. If you were one of those people that maybe shoots, I don't know, a couple couple times out of the year before you go hunting, you probably don't really care too much about these flagship bows and the changes that were made this year. And let's just be honest about it. Uh, and and guys, in all reality, the with the bow in and of itself, you can do so many things uh, with, with so many different brands. Again, this is all this all comes down to personal preference and also, of course, budget. Uh, something that you will need to look at as well for you personally. Um, is it worth spending X Y Z amount for these extra accessories? to get the full performance out of the bow, or are you just looking for a bow that will do the job? Uh, Those are all, again, things that you will need to check for yourself. So these are coming from me and my personal preferences here. With the Matthews, I feel like it held very steady. It's basically the V3X as far as the setup. Same 29 inch axle to axle, same riser cutouts from what I could see except for there's one or two things that I'll go into here in, in a moment. Uh, same color schemes, everything. And then you get to the limbs. So the, the limbs are actually, there's four limbs on the top and four limbs on the bottom. Most bows, you have two parallel limbs that are running across the top and two on the bottom. Um, what Matthews engineers did this year was they put a strip of rubber. I don't know all the technical types of rubber, but a, basically a vibration dampening rubber in between each set of limbs so there's two limbs where there would normally be one uh on the on on one side of of the top and two limbs where there'd be normally one on the other side of the top and vice and same on the bottom and in between each of those there is a strip of of noise and vibration dampening rubber so i thought that was pretty cool it's innovative it's something that hasn't been done before and Matthews really seems to be, and it seems like most bows, at least the the top names, are, are kind of going towards being quiet and vibration dampening, which is awesome, in my opinion. I mean, again, it just it just is making those minor adjustments to a bow when the V3X was one of their best selling bows. I want to say the 33 was their top selling bow. But they, they've done amazing work with that bow. So there's not really... A, you don't want to change something that isn't broken, right? So they added the four... It's called the Phase 4. And there's four limbs on the top, four limbs on the bottom. It's pretty quiet. I mean, I noticed a difference. I brought my V3X in, took my stabilizers off of it, and shot it with the bare bow of the Phase 4. And there's a noticeable difference. Again, these are small things, but... For me, it was enough that I could notice it. Then, here's, for me, the big game changer. Is when you go in and you're you're planning on, if you're planning on getting a Phase 4, Matthews, go ahead and make sure you have the budget for their stabilizers. Because I was kind of iffy about the idea of their stabilizers. You know, the metal on metal vibration that's going to happen when you put the aluminum stabilizer. So what they've done is just like with the site system this year, where it's got the bridge lock technology where the actual site runs through the middle of the riser and you have one screw to put it into the riser and, and, and steady it. It's basically a dovetail that fits through the riser. Uh, they've done that now with their stabilizers. So they did an extra cutout at the bottom, a little bit 
I want to say it's a little bit below where your normal stabilizer runs and they have created their own stabilizer system, which is a very rigid stabilizer and it locks in the bridge lock system. So you'd want to, you know, silver Sharpie where you figure out you want your stabilizer to be and you can adjust it in or out however you want it. And that's where it'll stay. And it's just a little uh, wing nut on the side that you can screw in with your hand. So quick detach, but also great runs right through the riser. Okay. And on top of that, so they're stiff, uh, they're right into the riser and they have these, the weights on them are like interlocking, almost like, almost like Legos in a way with one little screw, one little set screw to allow them to be firmed up. And then they have their little dampener at the end that Matthews has been making for a little while. That is what changed the bow for me. That made a big difference. Now, it's a pretty hefty sum uh, for stabilizers to go in and, and purchase theirs. But it seems like if you get their full system, the bow with the, the limbs that have the dampening system built in, and you go with their stabilizers, that bow is extremely quiet and dead in the hand. It was the most dead in the hand bow that I felt this year i mean it, again i thought it was kind of gimmicky their stabilizer system but it's not it really made a huge difference so i didn't go with that bow because i want to mess around with other stabilizers and stuff and to be honest with you uh the noise dampening and dead in the hand wasn't as important as some other things for me and why i made my decision but if you are looking at getting the phase four go ahead and plan on getting their stabilizers because that is a that's a game changer. It's a big difference. It really is. Super rigid and it cuts out. So with a stabilizer, you have the end caps, which are aluminum. You have the rod, which is normally uh, carbon fiber. And then inside you have the internal dampening. And then you have the weights that screw on on the end. So there's a lot of parts to that stabilizer that could cause other, you know, vibration. If, you're, if that's really what you're 100% in for. Um, the Matthew stabilizers are one solid rod of aluminum with these weights that lock in with one little set screw and you can put up to 14 ounces, I think 14 different weights on their, uh, on their stabilizer. It's a great system. It really is. It's innovative. It's awesome. Locks right into the riser, which cuts out those connection points between the screw that goes into the riser and the end cap of the stabilizer, etc. It's pretty awesome. It really is. It just wasn't enough for me to overcome some of these other other things that I, I personally liked. Uh, the string angle was really good for me, something I'm obviously used to because I've been shooting the V3X all year. Um, I love that bow. It's been awesome. The draw cycle's great, same as the V3X. Uh, everything was very similar. Speeds were the same. I didn't notice a difference in speeds, which I know some people were concerned about with the, the uh, rubber dampeners in the limbs. Everything else was pretty much to spec with the V3X, except for that, the minor changes that they made. So with all of that being said, let's move on to the Hoyt and why I chose the Hoyt. So I even took pictures, side-by-side -side pictures of uh, the string angle. The Hoyt was slightly wider for me, not noticeable unless you zoom in on the string angle and, and uh, it just fit a little, just a little bit better with that being the 31 axle to axle 31 it's just axle to axle um but i will say that 
it just felt good. Uh, it felt like home in a way. It, there's so many in untangibles or intangibles that went into me making the decision this year that, to be honest with you, um, it could have gone either way between Matthews and Hoyt. I've shot both each for a little over a year, and uh, I've had my experience with both companies, great companies. They make a great, great product, uh, but the Hoyt won it for me. So we'll start with the Hoyt uh, VTM 31. So they, they changed it from, it was 30 inches axle to axle last year, uh, the Ventum Pro, which was their quietest bow at the time, which again, it seems like vibration dampening and quiet is kind of the way these two companies are headed. Uh, so it was, is the Ventum Pro was very quiet, but the vent, uh, the VTM 31, this year's bow was even more quiet, uh, bare bow without any stabilizers on it. Um, I like the draw cycle a little bit more on the Hoyts. It's a little bit more smooth, especially with their HBX Pro Cam. It just seems buttery smooth. The Matthews is a little bit more aggressive, which, again, I like. Uh, I had my bow shooting 78, 79 pounds this year, and I like it. But it, And at the 80% let off, it definitely wanted to go. That was with the Matthews V3X. Uh, with the VTM 31, I was shooting it at 70 pounds uh, in the shop, 70 pounds with 80% let off, and I actually got an extra half inch, so I'm shooting 28 inch uh, draw with the with the Hoyt, and my speeds were the same uh, within one or two feet per second as my Matthews. So that was a big thing for me. Being at the 28-inch draw, I'm at the top of the the cam because they do a two-cam system. I'm at the top of the cam for the VTM31, which is the Hoyt. And so I'm getting it a little bit more efficient uh, than maybe someone with a, a lesser draw length. Um, let's see. So it felt good in the hand. It was quiet. It was dead. I felt like it was dead. I like the grip the stock grip that comes on a Hoyt a lot more. That's obviously very changeable. As you can see on the Hoyt behind me, um, that was the 2020 bow. That's going to be my permanent backup. I'm never getting rid of that bow. It's my first compound. And uh, the grip is slightly different on the newer Hoyts. It's not as high-wristed grip. It's more vertical, which I like. I definitely like that more than, than this model of Hoyt. Uh, and so... Let's see. So I started with, yeah, it was quiet. Um, the string angle fit just a slightly bit better. Um, the grip was really nice. I really like their, I don't remember the name of it, but the grip they've had last year and this year, I think it's called the Vital Point Grip. Either way, it's an amazing grip. I love it. Um, and I might even keep it. And this is their aluminums, right? So uh, keeping that grip on there might help in the colder months, like right now when we're out there chasing elk in the snow. Um, let's see. And then the the draw cycle, again, buttery smooth. I love that. And then it, it really didn't feel like I was pulling seven. I think it pulled out at like 72 pounds. It felt like I was pulling a 60-pound bow, to be honest with you. And uh, the speeds, talked about that. Okay, so... And then the look of the bow, guys. I talked about the aesthetics. The Matthews is a beautiful bow. I personally like the way Hoyts look better. Again, this is all personal preference. Now, I can also get an 80-pound 
plus bow out of a Hoyt. Why is that important to me? For me, getting an 80-pound Hoyt or even shooting the 70-pounder, I could get the 70-pounder, I can get the same speeds as my 78-pound Matthews. I don't know all the engineering behind that and everything, guys, but basically I can get better speeds out of my Hoyt. So with that extra 10 pounds, it'll be interesting to see what my speed tests come out at with that same arrow. Uh, I'm shooting, a, I want to say it's 470 grain arrow from Vector is what I'm going to be using this year, more than likely. And uh, it just, the speeds out of, out of the Hoyt just were amazing uh, with that arrow. So the the vibration after the shot was basically, I mean, it was a super dead bow, um, even without it having any stabilizers. And then I threw, so they had their little uh, short stop at the bottom. And, and then I put my stabilizers on it. And man, that bow was super dead as well. I could barely tell the difference between the Matthews and the Hoyt when I put the stabilizers on. So for that reason, all of those reasons... Hoyt came out on top for me. And on top of that, it just, the intangibles of it just feeling, it felt, it felt beefier in my hand, which <clears throat> I, I like that. That's why I run the Kafaru packs. That's why I run, uh, you know, the thing, most things that I do, I'm not necessarily concerned about weight. I think the weight was maybe 0.1 pounds difference between the Hoyt and the Matthews. Um, so, Honestly, it came down to the intangibles for me. And for me, Hoyt won out on that. Just felt like home. Felt like where I needed to be. Felt like the right bow for me. So all of you guys out there that have tested different bows, you understand that you get down to your last two choices and it just kind of becomes a an intangible thing. Something that you just you you know is right for you. So for that reason, I'm going with the Hoyt this year. Uh, again, the speeds, the the dampening, the you know the draw cycle, uh, the way it felt, the grip, um, the way it looks, just all of those things combined for me just did it, guys. So that's where I'm heading this year. I'm I'm, I'm going to be shooting the Hoyt VTM31. I'm waiting for it to get shipped out. We're going to get it set up with some A3 archery strings, uh, some Quattro stabilizers. We're going to get that thing kitted out and I will do a review on that once I get it shooting, uh, know the poundage of the bow. Usually they come in a little bit hot um, and I'll get the speeds from the vector arrows that I'll be using and we'll go from there. So I definitely am excited about this upcoming year. I've still got, oh, what is it, a week and a half left of the archery season here for elk late season archery. And so I'll be wrapping that season up here pretty soon. I'll give you guys a full breakdown of the season and how things have gone. Hopefully at that point, I will have killed an elk and have some meat in the freezer. Other than that, guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed this review. I know it's a little bit different. It's just me talking about the three different bows that I tested out. I don't really have the bow in hand. I will bring you guys the bow in hand when I get my VTM 31 and give you a breakdown of that bow. And uh, outside of that, guys, just... Go check out those communities that I mentioned. First Form Outdoors on Facebook. Redbeard's Fit Crew on Facebook. If you don't have any of those on Facebook, reach out to me via email. I'll get you in on our weekly calls. And um, 
I guess the last thing would be if you guys are local here, definitely go check out Wild Arrow Archery. They're amazing guys. I love working with them. They're awesome. They really are passionate about archery. They will ask you the appropriate questions to get you into the right bow for you, what your purposes are, whether it be target, whether it be for fun, whether it be for hunting, whether it be all three, uh, they will get you headed in the right direction. So definitely go check out Wild Arrow here in Centerville, Utah. And yeah, other than that, guys, leave a subscribe, uh, leave a comment with any questions you have uh, that maybe I didn't answer here in the review and your comment on what bow you're going with this year. What are you shooting currently? What or do you feel like you need to upgrade every year? Uh, or are you uh, tried and true? Whatever bow works, that's what you do. Maybe you add strings every once in a while. I love both. Um, I want to hear what you're shooting this year. Uh, so leave a comment, subscribe. And then if you're listening on the podcast, uh, send me an email with the answer to those questions and follow the podcast and uh, look forward to seeing you guys over in our groups over there on Facebook. Hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. And of course, get out, live your life, and love it.